Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hello. Hi, it's Kevin Davis. How are you? Hi, it's Lauren and Brooke. We're good. How are you? Awesome. And I did just get the lyrics, so thank you so much for sending yeah, them over. Yeah, um, I was going to ask, did you need to look them over and then have us call you back? Or no, I, wa- could- I literally watched the lyric video like four times in a row. So okay. <laughs> I was working on like getting to know them because um, I kind of had some different thoughts and uh scripture and of course but um great to speak with you guys as always and uh this is in essence that luke 2 passage is one of my absolute favorite christmas passages to ponder this time of year and when i heard this song just i think it was earlier this week at this point um i just was like okay i totally need to feature this and just so you guys know this was an answer to prayer um i always write about um at least somewhere between two and say six Christmas songs every year and I try to oh, do wow. you know originals and I was mm-hmm. actually having trouble um filling my schedule this year because I was hearing not a lot of originals that were really grabbing my heart and then I heard this one and I'm like okay well uh, thank you <laughs> thank you for this um because this just really helps me I don't know in my opinion give the the meaning of Christmas from um this angle and this is actually one of my favorite right. angles to be thinking about kind of uh, Mary pondering things in her heart and kind of what did that mean? And, uh, yeah, so I'd love to hear a little bit about the songwriting story and message of the song to you guys personally. Sure. Okay. So, uh, first I'll kind of talk about, um, more the songwriting part of it. I mean, you know, okay. So we wanted to write a song for Christmas. We had a couple songs already uh, recorded for, to go on our Christmas CD, the Fa La La Christmas. And, um, we really wanted to put together a, an original, and with all the Christmas songs already out there, um, honestly, it can be kind of hard to write a Christmas song from another perspective that doesn't mm. lose the true meaning of Christmas. Um, 
And so uh, we reached out to one of our good friends, Julie, who we've written uh, a lot of songs with. And uh, we told her that we only had a week before we needed to record it in the studio. So she, mm. she quickly sent over some of her ideas and um, different things she had been working with um, for Christmas songs. And we were listening through some of the things she had sent us. And uh, when we came across you know, this particular tune, she, she had started with her friend, Jenna. Um, immediately, Brooke and I responded back to Julie and were like, yeah, we would love to help edit and complete this song. Um, we really resonate with, you know, what it's saying because we were so intrigued, you know, by the, the, the idea of the song written to Mary, you know, the mother of the Son of God, but um, differently. It's, it's not exactly like, Mary, did you know? Right. Um, so we were, we were intrigued by, you know, another way of speaking to her. And we met up with her a few days later. And we finished up the song, and um, then a few days after that, we recorded it in the studio and put it on the, the Fa La La Christmas record. So it was all a matter of, like, oh, in a week, <laughs> we ha- wrote it, and we edited it, and then we put it in the, uh, you know, we did it in the studio and put it on the album. I, mm. I remember um, whenever we were going through and what we should write, and, and we were meeting with her, remember talking about how we didn't want to lose um, – the angst. We wanted to somehow put the angst in this Christmas song, and, and that's whenever the whole verse is about Christ, you know, dying on a cross and like watching your son die on a cross, and and how he died for her, and and um, those moments I just remember like getting chills in those moments, remembering like wow, like this is this is a powerful Christmas song. It's not just it's not just a Christmas song. It's a worship song, and it's a song that can speak to people because it's speaking to me. And it opened my eyes even to seeing different parts of Mary and seeing how, man, Mary must have gone through a lot knowing that she couldn't help her child. Like the the child that she gave birth to was not hers in the first place. And that um, must have been super difficult for her. But I remember wanting to capture that and just put that into a song somehow without bringing it completely down because it's a Christmas song. It should be joyful. Yeah. I just remember that whole process. We We wanted the song to paint an intimate picture of Mary through her different stages of being the mother of the Son of God. Mm. Well, um, it totally does that. So mission accomplished. And uh, <laughs> and I love um, um, the word angst. And I, <laughs> it's interesting because uh, we may have chatted about this in one of our previous discussions, but um, I kind of am drawn to uh, definitely emotional music, no doubt. And yeah. and and I and I think when I was sharing earlier wanting to have like that one more song that really kind of moved me. Um, and, and it's not that even Christian or Christmas hymns aren't moving. They are moving. Um, uh, but there's only so many of them and I've written, this is my, um, eighth year of doing these. Uh, and I've, I've done a lot of Christmas songs over the years. And so for me, I'm actually almost on like a, a pursuit of, what's another way we can really express this? Because I don't want anybody to ever forget um, what this means mm-hmm. to us as believers. And there's, um, there's this really awesome um, commentary from Matthew Henry uh, on that, on really different parts of Luke. Cause you know, one of the things I love about Luke's gospel is it is sort of told from Mary's perspective Um the church history says he got his information from Mary directly uh, mm-hmm. and, and that he is the only Gentile writer of the entire Bible. Um, 
everybody else who wrote the Bible were were Jewish. Uh, so he had he had in essence almost like the first saved Gentile perspective right. uh, on kind of what Christmas is all about, and and that that idea in Luke two about Mary pondering things in her heart, and then you kind of go all the way to the cross and her being there at the cross. And the mm-hmm. fact that in a you know three and a half minute song or whatever you can kind of take us on that same journey, but stop and have that Gloria chorus. And I did want a little bit right. of chat about the chat about the Gloria chorus because that you know glory to God in the highest idea that's also found um, at the end of Luke, um, and that's actually went on uh, Palm Sunday, uh, Luke right. nineteen thirty eight. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So I, I always yeah. find that that sort of um, weaving of that narrative from Luke 2, you know, and and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to the highest yeah. and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Then knowing, you know, 33 years later, they're saying it again and throwing the palms at his feet. And then a right. week later, they're, they're putting him on a cross. And yeah, that is sobering. Um, it actually addresses the angst that clearly Mary must have sent, felt. Um, and uh, I actually, um, one of the things I really liked is that the other three tracks are also um, celebratory and reverent at the same time. Like, I don't feel like this one uh, is out of place. Uh, if anything, I think this was the missing piece, as you said, um, mm-hmm. for for this particular uh, project. And, uh, yeah, I think it ties in also very well to your guys' Um, ministry as um, uh, you know as music ministry but also as kind of hearing you going a little bit more towards the how do you lead us into a place of worship side of what you guys are doing and if you wouldn't mind saying how you feel this song somewhat expresses your guys hearts as worship leaders as well yeah um, as soon as man that that part whenever we started to sing the Gloria in the bridge um it was, it just kind of flowed out of us. Like I, we didn't, I don't even think we meant to sing it. It was just something that I was kind of singing in the background the whole time when we were writing the rest of the song. And, um, and it just made so much sense because like what you said, like the angel singing, singing that I feel like in the midst of Jesus's life, it, that it was always the peace of like, it's, it's all, it's all God's doing. It's all God's work. It's all God's plan. And we're going to glorify him through everything. And so I, I think that song, when the angels sing it, and what it means to me is, is just the peace through all the chaos, the peace through all the things that don't make any sense. Um, it's, we're going to glorify him anyways and glorify how how he's big and we're small and we have no idea what he's doing. Um, and so that's, that's huge. That was a big deal for me to, for us to put that in there. And it was, it was just, I love that. And I feel like it gave, the chance to bring in something that people know, people recognize, and they can just throw up their hands at that point and be like, man, like, see even maybe that song in a new way. After singing all those other lyrics and Mary and Mother of the Son of God, um, it kind of gives a new view to that part of the song, the bridge of the Gloria. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I love too, you know, there's the reference, and I just want to pull it up to make sure I'm quoting it correctly, um, uh, regarding highly favored you were called, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of really her obedience. And I feel like the song reminds me of 
you know, because I have three girls, as you guys know, and I know you'll get to meet them at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so in Luke 1, we kind of get the, the description of Luke, uh, of, right. of Mary. And, right, right. you know, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And right. behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And then right. here's this, it kind of tells us what we're going to be thinking of him. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. So she's being told this as she's being told she's about to conceive. And right. she says, then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And I'm thinking, whoa. I mean, every time I read that, I'm like, wow. Um, yeah. Because that's just like the definition of what it means to just trust God, trust um, the message he has for you, uh, think maybe, you know, ponder on, on your, in your own heart, um, how God might be calling you, uh, to do that type of thing, to be his servants. And, Mm -hmm. and where can we say back to him, let it be to me according to your word. And, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to talk to you guys a little bit about what can we expect from you guys in, 2016, like what do we have to look forward to uh, from Love Collide? Well, um, for us personally, I think we, I mean, we're, we're individuals as well as a team, a duo. And, you know, we're, we're each having to um, submit our lives to, to the Lord every single day. It's, it's a daily taking up our cross and following him. Um, and, and some days it's harder than others, but um, actually, a word that's been very uh, important to me um, for for several years now has been the word. Um, it's a Hebrew word. Uh, it's called, or it's, it's pronounced "hinani," and it means "here I am." But the uh, the meaning is kind of lost in translation. And um, it's what uh, it's what Abraham was. He said to God whenever God called on him on you know his big mission of leaving everything and. Um, he said, Hinani, and that's actually what the Hebrew slaves used to say to their masters, you know, when they were giving over their rights, their rights to their master. They were saying, uh, here I am, here's all of me, I, I'm yours, kind of. Um, and so, yeah, we can really resonate with, with Mary saying, you know, I'm scared, I'm nervous, I don't really know what this means, or, or really how you're going to use me in um, this situation. But but here I am, you know, I, I will do, I will, I will go where you send me, I will do what you want me to do because you, you're a faithful God. And um, I know Brooke, whenever you know, we've talked about this song live, she talks about how she thinks about Mary and how she just wonders how, how she must have felt and how she, inadequate, you know, she must have felt during this time, especially because she was going to be, you know, the mother of the Son of God. God. Yeah, going to be raising, you know, yeah, the mm-hmm. son of God. And, um, you know, then I, I, I go and I talk about how unqualified we all are. and um, But how God uses us anyway. He, he used Mary, and he, he's going to use us. And his strength, because his strength is made perfect in, in our weaknesses. And um, no matter our inadequacies or how we feel like we're not good enough, um, God, he has a plan. For, for us and for every single person that he creates and 
we could all give reasons. I'm sure Mary could have given a lot of reasons why she felt like she wasn't good enough. And uh, I'm sure we could all give reasons why we feel like we're not good enough to be used by God. But God has already shown us through through Mary and, and through baby Jesus that yeah. he uses the weak to lead the strong. Oh, for sure. And and you guys very much are living out. I mean, um, going back a couple of years now when we first were introduced to each other through your, your record, um, you know, you were stepping out not knowing where you were going, like Abraham, uh, right. in faith. Mm-hmm. And, and it does seem, because, you know, I follow you guys on social media, and um, we chatted about you guys on Monday uh, at our staff meeting, um, and right away they said, Kevin, you need to talk to them about their new Christmas project. I'm like, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and what I see is you have both been living out the line in um, Luke 1, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And mm-hmm. for me, that's the devotional challenge of this song, too, is, you know, where, where in your life could you be saying, when you hear a song like this, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And so for me, that's doing these devotionals. Interestingly, that was my calling uh, when I got yeah. saved. And and this will be like number 685 or something, some wow. crazy number like that, um, wow. songs that I've written about. And, um, and it's a, an amazing blessing for me because I get to hear all different artists' hearts and why they do this and get to share – back with people that it's really not just about how entertained you are, although obviously mm-hmm. that's an awesome byproduct. Um, you know, it really is more about striving for holiness and striving for his presence and wanting um, to grow closer to him. And so, right. so that word angst, I'll circle back to that. Um, so I actually <laughs> would say I'm, I partly credit um, how I got saved because I was actually drawn to emo music and, mm-hmm. and, and what it was is it was real to me. Um, right. I was, when I heard somebody sing something and I could tell it was like gut wrenching, you know, and they were, um, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the band dashboard confessional. Um, mm. or, no, <laughs> not sure. Chris Caraba. Um, he's actually a Christian, um, but he was in an emo band called dashboard confessional. And the idea was he was, was, expressing that angst you guys are you you mentioned and yeah and i be, i know and as believers we know we're not made for this world we, you know we yeah. we're living for heaven and there is a lot of angst around us um and christmas is that time to pray for peace and goodwill right um and for our enemies and obviously in this climate and the world we're in right now you know we've never needed to pray for these things more fervently than we do right now so yeah, um, that was Lauren. I'm pretty sure that was giving me all those comments. Brooke, did you have any thoughts about 2016? No, I mean Lauren pretty much said it all. What um, I mean, the only thing is, you know, she told you emotionally, but also we're we're going to be coming out with um, an album slash maybe two albums. We're not quite sure exactly how we're going to do it yet, but we are coming out with new music, and so it's it's a new step in our lives, a new step in our um career and I think that just shows what's gonna okay hang on let me, let me rephrase that it's a new step in our career which I think shows our new step in our lives um mm. we're growing up we're becoming new people we've learned so much in the past 
two years since our last album, and I think that's kind of what this next one is going to be showing. It's going to be this is our next step. This is this is who we are. This is who we become. This is who we want to be. Um, and so we're really, really excited about this next album for so many reasons. One, to let our fans, you know, get some new stuff finally, and um, two, because we're just excited to show our hearts again and show people where we're at. Um, so that's going to be happening. And yeah, what Lauren said emotionally is, is just spot on. I mean, we're both kind of in the same place there. Awesome. Well, we're uh, we're excited to hear it and cover it, obviously, um, on our website, and glad we've been uh, a chance to be an outlet for you guys. Um, yeah, to thank get the you word for out. always being so supportive of us. We really, really appreciate it, and love yeah. what you all do. Hey, Kevin. Oh, this, yes, this is Carrie. Carrie. I'm, I'm actually in the background here as well. I have a um, kind of off the record. Um, yeah, yeah. We really, the, the girls had planned that their next album was going to be a 13 song project, and they're really finishing up in the studio this month. Um, it's going to really be all done. Um, but we've really toyed with the thought, and I'd love to get your opinion um, of instead of doing one large 13 song project, to put out two smaller albums. They put out one March or April. Um, maybe seven songs, and then in nine months or so, put out another seven or eight songs. Um, yeah, what, is, that's always, what is your thought? Yeah, that's always an interesting strategy. Um, it, it depends, because the way most artists are using EPs now, because I would call six or seven songs an EP, um, is to sort of whet people's appetite for uh, the rest of the project. Um so if you were going to do that, I wouldn't do six or seven. I'd probably only do like five. Um, and then the idea being later you'll have the chance to complete your album. And it seems to me like that strategy seems to be the most common. Um, so if you know this new artist, Holland, uh, yeah. Toby Mac's artist. So I just spoke with her recently. Um, so this new five-song project she has, all five of those same songs will be on her full project. And the idea being she's creating awareness of of who she is in her ministry. So then when that full project comes out, there's basically more sales possibility uh, because there's more recognition of the tracks. And then the probably the best example is this Lauren Daigle year she just had, which just so you know, I did an interview like this with her two years ago before anybody knew who she was. Um, about her original Christmas song called Light of the World. And I could tell when I talked to her, this girl was going to be huge. And, yeah. and what she did, though, is she put out a six-song uh, album, and then those same six songs were on this full record that has been amazing this past year. So what you just said, that whole six and then another. So I would actually have one and then have that be part of the full record. I, I think that's okay. And, and it seems to work. It's, it's sort of like the whole, here's the original album and then here's the deluxe edition or, you know, um, here are these set of songs. Stay tuned for more later this year when we release our full album. That's one strategy. The other strategy is what you're saying. I don't know that individual EPs sell as well though. That's my only concern for you guys. Um, what if we stretch them to, cause we have, we have 13 songs now. And if we release one now, and then one, say, nine months from now, that would give them obviously a lot of time to write three or four more great songs. So if we did say sure. eight, eight songs and eight songs or, uh, you know, even nine songs and eight songs or something along that line, what, what, what would your thoughts be? 
It's fine. I mean, because, you know, for, for somebody like me, that's, I'd love it, but I'm definitely not your average music buyer. <laughs> so, you know, so for me, I go, you know, give me this set of songs and then absolutely I'd want to go hear your next set of songs. But I'm also what they would call a completist, meaning once I start collecting an artist, I want everything by that artist. And I think you certainly have a core fan base that are like that. But I, if you've, followed the pattern of Christian music at all. It's all about singles um, right. and, and getting name recognition, getting some recognition about a song or two, and then getting people to then want to know more by wanting to complete that record. I mean, think about how, when you buy on iTunes, like when I go to buy anything on iTunes and I buy a song, you know, and then iTunes reminds me, do you want to complete this album? Every time I log in, uh, and then with Apple Music, it, it knows everybody I've ever bought. Um, Bands in town, it knows everybody I've ever bought. You know, so just getting somebody to buy something from one of your projects and then get them to want to buy the rest of your project. And so I, I – and then so the only issue with that is let's say you've got one or two great songs on this first one that people resonate with, and then you have one or two great ones on the next one. Well, are they going to complete both projects, or are you more likely to – get them excited about the full project with maybe a subset of the full project. I don't know. So I, I think it works both ways. I don't see as much success though with the two call them mini albums. Uh, I find mini albums always seem to be done purely from the standpoint of trying to create interest in their full record. Um, but I think there are exceptions. Um, John Foreman, of course, is an exception. You know, he puts out four EPs in one year, uh, six songs each. You know, that's 24 songs. You would think that'd be overkill, but he's John Foreman. So, you know, right, yeah, right. <laughs> he right. can pull that off. But I think he you almost need to be, you almost need to be established for that right. to really, really work. I find okay. the, the artist trying to get established, it's almost better. Um, and I don't know which ones, you know, because obviously I haven't heard your record yet, but um, if I knew there were f five or six, and, and six is, let me look up the Lauren record, because she's a really interesting parallel, I think, for you guys. Um, I think that first record, because we covered it twice. See, that's the beauty of doing that, just so you know. We end up writing two yeah. reviews <laughs> on the right, same record. Right. Um, so it was called the How Can It Be EP, most people don't even realize there was such a thing. Uh, came out September of 14. It only had five songs on it. Um, but one of those songs happened to be How Can It Be? So obviously that captured a lot of people's attention. Uh, then, uh, just to look here. So that was September of 14. Then in April of 15, those same five songs were in a project just called How Can It Be? full record so you know using the same title um and then if you already owned some of that ep you owned a part of the whole title uh it had 12 songs so so there were an additional seven songs that got added and and then that way it ended up being there was already built-in recognition of that record by the time the, the full 12 songs came out so right. so i when i listen to what you say you have together um, I think that might be a pretty interesting model for you guys where you, uh, and actually if you, um, we wrote it up on our site. This is how we wrote it. Um, following the release of her EP, she's set to release her first full length album, but in your guys case, you could say their second full length album 
and then you give like a target date uh, and then you know mention that it, the, new, the full length album will combine tracks from the EP with with however many new songs for um, you know the full record and then some kind of uh, whet our appetite about where we can see Love Collide in 2016 you know look out for Love Collide at festivals or whatever um, right and I think what that ends up doing is is I, you know, and I'll do my best to really take whatever lead track you want to promote and help promote that in a way that, you know, we're trying to create yearly content. The beauty of my devotionals is, and I'll I'll use Lauren as an example because this has legitimately happened. I've now written six behind the song devotionals from that from that project. That's wow. I've never written six from one project before. Right. Um, but because of that EP and then because of the full length record. And officially, she's about to release only her third single, but she stretched three singles over over three years. <laughs> so, so, so you guys could follow that pattern. If it, if that were the A pattern, I would recommend hers is about as good as I've seen because you rarely see a new artist break in in the way she's done. Um, right. And and that one has has really defied a lot of the typical music um, odds. Because, uh, you know, what a lot of artists try to do is have a lot of content uh, and hope something sticks uh, or send a ton of stuff to play MPE and hope something sticks. And, and I think sending a track to play MPE that you think like, represents your ministry, get that story out in as many ways as possible, um, you know, do both a lyric video and a full music video, um, and then have that be part of the narrative of the bigger story that gives us the ability to keep providing ongoing coverage as well. So right. it's not like a, it's not like a, here's this project. And, and, and honestly, I actually felt about the last record, there were so many good tracks. I was trying to find, well, which narrative do I want to help you guys tell? Uh, and I actually love still the one we, we went with, you know, I, to me still the, the war cry narrative, I still feel is a lot of your guys, story. I think that is yeah. a big part of your guys' story. Um, and I would absolutely expand on that. Um, I also, particularly with this track, I'm hearing sort of a worship side as well. There's something there. And I, I don't know if that's the direction you're going um, or if you're it's going really, to pop. Yeah, it's, it's really neat when you'll, you begin to hear some of their new songs. It's definitely all the above. I mean, they kind of like... Um, I can the best thing that comes to my mind off the top of my head would be like Colton Dixon, where he goes okay. from worship to to rock to then a sure. little bit poppy. I mean, that's sort of their next album. They've got a couple songs that are just absolutely incredible worship, and then they've got um, come you know, a few that are actually even a little harder and edgier than the numb was. Um, and then they've got I mean, so it's really kind of eclectic, but yet they're all very much love collide. Um, they they awesome. keep us of a true a true sound, but yet a very wide genre of worship to to rock. Yeah, and I actually when I broke down your last record, I broke it down in those categories. You know, like I love you more, in my opinion, is a is a vertical worship song. Um, and and you know, like you said, numb is your your ballad, and and so is. Um, when forgiveness wins, you know, uh, um, yeah. So I think I think that's an awesome, and I actually I love that Colton comparison because I just saw him with Toby and Britt Nicole and um, Holland uh, on right. the tour, and and you're right, he does seamlessly weave his tracks. He'll, he'll do yeah. he'll do this, 
you know, really hard track, and then he goes right into through all of it, which, by the way, is if you haven't had the chance to worship with that song, absolutely. Amazing. Oh no, it's yeah, it's incredible. Um, and then and then you are, I mean, and you know, everybody in the crowd's like absolutely worshiping. But then he ends with "In and Out of Time," which is his headbanger, um, right, where he jump right. where he jumps on the piano and jumps off the piano. And so yeah, maybe you guys <laughs> need to start jumping off the stuff. You know, that seems exactly. Really, uh, well, be a very popular. He always says he's going to climb the scaffolding and jump off the thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, Toby used to do that. I'm noticing he's a little less active these days. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways you guys can go, and I have a. I I uh, I've definitely seen so many different approaches over the years because I um if you ever get to see my basement um uh, if you come to a house show oh by the way those friends who lived in our house for a year have moved out so we actually okay. probably <laughs> we can probably host you now uh, part of the holdup actually is we had a, a family who ended up being homeless and they had to live with us oh um, gosh so we had um we really had no room. Uh, in the inn, as they say. Right. Um, uh, right. So um, we had their two daughters and this family uh, pretty much all of this year. And um, so now they're out. So now my wife's starting to say, okay, who could we bring in next year? And I've had you guys on my short list for a while. So, But, yeah, in my basement, I recently had to reorganize. I have 15,000 CDs. And, wow. Um, oh, my gosh. And I, I was um, – I was organizing them, you know, alphabetically and by genre and then um, various artists and so on and so forth. Well, in the last, you know, 15 years, there have been a lot of new artists who have been sent to right. music. And and I really was getting to see that as I was going through my entire CD collection. And um, and I, and I kind of kept thinking, I wonder what ever happened to this one. I wonder what happened to this one. Right. And and as I was you know thinking about them and thinking in many cases I had done devotional interviews with them, I feel like all that was really missing is people just didn't really get to hear their story. And and so I'm more and more convinced people grab onto emotional songs, and that's why Lauren's a great comparison, right? What have really people grabbed onto there? They've grabbed onto the emotion of those songs. That's what's right. really worked for people. Then they've grabbed onto the narrative of um, whatever, you know, uh, in most cases, in her case, she's, she's stepped off the narrative of um, worship as a, you know, um, emotional worship. And it's all about, you know, sort of being laid bare before the Lord um, and not trying to feel like you have to clean yourself up before you come to him. That's pretty much yeah. the narrative. So for you guys, if the narrative's a continuation of, you know, you're sold out for God, you know, um, we're in a spiritual battle, um, but we're going to celebrate him and we're going to reflect on him. And then, you know, I don't know, throw out any title of a track that sort of represents your ministry, you know, then have that be sort of the narrative. And in essence, think in terms of hashtags, Right. You know, right. what could what could be the hashtag that sort of represents your music ministry? Um, and then how could people really start to grab onto that? And, uh, yeah. So, and one of the things we do, you know, we create memes like crazy. We're sort of a, yeah. a very a very meme-happy uh, site. Um, is um, And we'll do one for this discussion, by the way. Um, I'll, we'll find something one yeah. of the girls said, and we'll put it on a picture of them and connect it to this devotional. And and have that be somewhat representative of of you and your ministry, uh, and then that kind of gives you a way to kind of continue that story. 
basically. Um, so, awesome. so, you know, and if you, not that you asked me, but I'll, I'll let you know my top records of the year. Like you want to hear like what really, really grabbed me. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't heard the Matt Marr record, uh, highly oh, recommend yeah. Saints and Sinners. Um, highly recommend um, Sarah Grove's new record. Um, um, oh, what is the title of that album? Uh, Floodplain. Um, just, just a, she just weaves because I hear some Sarah Grovesy kind of writing from the girls, uh, where it's she's weaving biblical truth and like poetic lyrics, sort of in a need to breathe John Foreman kind of way. Um, yeah. Um, so it's it's like it's got street cred in essence because <laughs> um, it's not your typical uh, CCM stuff. Um, and um, and then for me, my other um, project that just completely um, blew me away this year, I just wanted to quick see uh, the other project that I was going to, because I'm going to be doing like my year-end stuff. Um, and my I affectionately call my favorite projects my gourmet albums. Right. Um, is, um, have you heard the Misty Edwards record? Which one? Misty Edwards, she's part of the International House of Prayer out in uh, um, Kansas City. So she has that. a re- she has a record called Little Bird, and it's literally like if Regina Spector and Audrey Assad and Sarah Bareilles all got together and made a record. This is what it sounds like. Oh, um, nice! And and it's just like they're all every single song is a worship song, but um, the title track actually started getting played in Starbucks. And it's, it wow. literally is a song about God, and Starbucks picked it up. That's so, amazing. So it just gives you an idea. Like, you guys are an indie artist. You almost, you almost need to embrace that um, <laughs> um, because it is very, 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 very difficult to break into the major label scene um, as an indie artist unless you just are an indie artist. And so, so like JJ Heller is a good example. You know, JJ Heller has never compromised. She's stayed true to her ministry. She's on my list of gourmet as is Matt Marr, as is Misty Edwards. And they're the three females on my, my top seven list. And, and all three of them would be good models of how you can make creative art, Christian creative art, but, but sound different than everything yeah. else coming out in CCM. Because what all those records I have in my basement that never really caught on have in common is they all tried to be part of the big machine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and none of yeah. them really made it. Um, and I don't know, it's your guy's call. I mean, you can try for that. And I don't know if you've had label discussions, but um, they're really, all, uh, just so you guys are clear, they're all owned by secular companies. Um, yeah, yeah, we so, know. Providence owned by Sony, Warner, you know, Word's owned by Warner, Capital's owned by Capital, which is actually owned by, run by an atheist, uh, ironically. Um, so, so it seems to be going away from that, the whole label scene. If I were to recommend a label for you guys, it would be Centricity. And that's, Laura, that's Lauren's label, Lauren Daigle's label. Yeah, yeah. Um, they basically let you make an indie record and then they help promote it. Right, right. That's pretty cool. So that would be that would be the direction I would steer you if you're looking for help in promoting. Well, well, um, as you're talking about your the the list, 
I just wanted to thank you again for adding us to your your top your top twenty list for two thousand fourteen. That was oh. an honor, part of that. Oh, oh you're welcome. Yeah. yeah, and and I, it's amazing that was only last year. I felt like it was two years ago. <laughs> I know. It's crazy how how much. And I still have your uh, I still have your um, widget on my profile. Uh, I've kept that on there oh. the whole time. Really? <laughs> yeah, for for the noise trade. I mean, even if people can't use it anymore, I think it's uh, I think they can, right? Let's see. I think, I think yeah. so. There's no reason why yeah. I shouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. No. And I genuinely, I think I rated you right with the Colton record. Actually, I think it was. I think he was 19 and you were 20 or something. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. And and that is um, very much how I've been, you know, ministered to by your record. But yeah, I think the only other EP example I can give you that is out this year that fits what you just talked about is um, Holly Star put out uh, an EP called Everything I Need yeah. in September, and it has seven tracks. Um, so there is, and and she's not even really calling it an EP, it's basically just her 2015 album. Yeah. Um, so that does happen, and she only did seven because she didn't want to try to come up with any filler tracks. It was like, these are my seven best songs, and this is what I'm right. putting out there. And she and I have actually already done two devos from it. Um, cool. So, and she's also indie, but she's part of a, a label called, um, what is her label called? Uh, she she works with, um, not really a label. Oh, how can I give you guys more information than that? Um, artist Garden, Keith Stancil, have you heard his name? Yes. Okay, so Keith sort of has his own record label, and he's also an artist manager. Um, and so what he does is he sort of helps indie artists get get the word out too. Um, but that's sort of how Holly does it, and and she's kind of been moving from she's actually been moving to, to exactly what you guys described, kind of a blend of pop and worship. That's sort yeah. of yeah. That's really what her newest record is, and uh, she's also a good comparison to a little bit of your guys' ministry for girls specifically. Um, right. Kind of help share. She's also she's 24, so you know she's in your guys' age range as well. Um, so that's another another good model for you. And actually, Lauren Lauren Daigle's 24 as well. So so you know you're right you're right there you're right at that age where. <laughs> Um, people can kind of um, grab onto you as like the next Francesca or the next um, Brit Nicole or whatever, you know, whatever direction you're right. going to go. Right. So, yeah, that's the thing so, with doing the, the, the full 13 songs, like you mentioned with um, the, the first, the, the, the debut CD, there are so many different tracks, like which one do you focus on? If they do 13 in this next album, I feel like, you know, you're only going to pull a couple singles from, from an album. And so if you do divide it into two and add a couple others, you could possibly potentially have more room for additional singles rather than having so much great content on one CD. But yeah. Yeah. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm the exception cause I'm an album guy. So, so for me, 13 great songs is such a rarity guaranteed. You'll make my, one of my top lists. Um, <laughs> Uh, now, if you truly call it an EP, we have actually a category in our We Love Awards now for 
top EP of the year. So we are now trying to on, you know, bring some attention to EP. So we actually have. So this is where this is where you can get a little extra mileage. So we've got, we've got Holland nominated for new artist and EP, right? But next year, 2016, she's going to do a full record. So she could technically get nominated twice for the same material. So that's that's where that's where that's where that strategy is also good. So even though you're right. right, you may have less you may have less singles, but if you give us a piece of the full record and then you give us the full record, it's sort of like there's a transition from the one right. to the next. So that's right. that's the reason that's the other strategy that seems to be popular. But no, certainly Holly's record just stands alone as its own record. Um, and then she can release another one. About, and I think that's what she told me she's doing. She's going to do another seven or six song record, like what you're talking about. So, so, so she's certainly a model of exactly what you just talked about. And that, that yeah, that's out there. Yeah, Holly's the only one I can think of this year who's who's doing what you're talking about. Kind uh-huh. of more more extended um projects. So they're not quite, you know, four songs like the Christmas EP, uh right. but more like seven. Um and then she'll do another seven or so song next year. Um right. and then that gives, you know, as you said, more chances because you know, I've already done two devos with her. If I do a third one from that seven song record that's pretty awesome that's three out of seven songs right that i'm exactly. helping give attention to um, right but as i go back through this past year i don't see a whole lot of other artists we've given we've, we've been able to give that kind of coverage to it's sort of been more um you know i was actually grateful you put out this christmas ep because it gave me another chance to circle back uh and tell your story yeah. and help and help um uh, going to next year. Oh, Jason Gray did an EP this year. There's an, he doesn't usually do that. He did a um, seven-song record as well. Uh, okay. And I think they're going to be standalone. I don't think they're going to be part of a bigger record. So, yeah, two, so Holly and Jason are the only two I see this year who did exactly what you said. And Jason's also part of Centricity. So they basically just let Jason do whatever he wants, and then they help. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. For, oh, you're welcome, guys. For giving us this advice. We really appreciate it. Yeah, well, hey, you obviously keep me in the loop. Uh, I I have already I've already heard projects that are coming out in March of 2016 <laughs> that I'm already working on. Um, so I'm actually usually working about three months ahead. So just keep that in mind if you're looking for yeah. coverage. I have Devo scheduled through February already that have already wow. done interviews and they're already literally I've already got them half written. Um well we will we will definitely <laughs> keep you posted so we can make sure we we get something in. Yeah, that's the crazy thing about this business is um yeah. <laughs> now there is one other strategy and this one's extremely unique. I just want to mention this. Um I just covered a a single. I rarely write devos around singles. Um but I did in this case. So Fearless B&D, Fearless Band, they used to be the band Worth Dying For. Um, yeah. They were like a worship band out of um, originally, well, I guess California. Um, but anyway, they decided they were going to release a single a month for a year. Oh, wow. And and so they did a September single, uh, October, November, now December. And, and I actually ended up covering their October single because I'd heard – 
September, October, November, December, I heard the narrative that they're trying to tell, and they're making a video and a, a lyric video, and a, they're offering like um, chord charts, uh, and they, they actually have a year-long campaign with us. So they're going to do something every single month wow. to, to, to help get, get the word out about every single – so they're going to ultimately do 12 single releases – and I guarantee I will do at least one or two more devos with them. Um, and it's helping tell the bigger narrative of what they're doing out there in L.A. So if you go on the site, I just posted it yesterday. It's called Jump Around, and it's a, it's a dance. It's literally like a club worship song. Um, uh, and, and that fits their narrative because that's what they're doing is they have church in a nightclub in L.A., and people are getting saved every single week. That's and, and this, and what they said, this is part of their narrative, is there's people out there, you know, chasing dreams, uh, living with dead dreams, broken dreams, and they're out there trying to minister to the dreamers, uh, and and they may not catch the big stars, but they might catch the next star, you know, like somebody who's out there to become the next movie star or whatever, and maybe they come to their club and their church and they hear the gospel and then they make it big in Hollywood, and they're kind of hoping, you know, they're going to um, be able to sow uh, into their lives with with giving them the gospel. And then when you hear the words of this song, it's like bold Christian message, but it's set to this really club hip hop kind of feel. And yeah. um, so, so that's a whole nother approach, and that's completely unique. I've never seen anything like it. Um, right. But once I started hearing each of these tracks and I kind of, you know, um, bought into the narrative and then I really wanted to help sell that narrative, um, that's kind of what that led to. So that's a whole, it's a whole other approach, but if you have that yeah, many tracks, <laughs> you have that many tracks, that's also obviously a possibility. Um, uh, and it does work for some people like, uh, J- um, Jace, oh, there's another, uh, EP, Jordan Feliz, uh, oh, his yeah. record's an EP as well. Um, However, just so you know, his is the first approach I talked about. Every one of those songs is going to be on his full record next year. Right, right. But but Jordan's song, The River, caught on before anybody even heard his whole record. Right. And and he's sort of doing like a Christian One Republic kind of thing. That's sort of his. Yeah, he's great. I love deal. him. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, sold out for the gospel. I've already done The River. I've already talked with him about his song, um, The Loved. Uh, which is a great identity song. Um, and uh, he's actually going to be out on tour with um, Big Daddy Weave next year. So that's kind of his his you know launching pad, basically. But he's also Centricity, just so you know. Well, there you go. So so basically he, he brought them that record, and they just basically helped him package it. And he they actually um, had him put a couple of covers on there, too. Um, so he covers Brother by Need to Breathe. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. And he also covers uh, he covers Photograph by Ed Sheeran, um, which oh, really? I, that actually yeah that surprised yeah. me a little bit. Um, but it's really good. Um, it's an amazing cover, and uh, and so those covers won't be on the full record, but they helped kind of sell the EP. Yeah. And that that's another angle. Some so he's got five originals and two covers. And that way the two covers sort of give people a chance to go, huh, 
I like that song, The River. I'd really be interested in And I wouldn't be surprised if his best-selling songs are The River and his two covers. Yeah, probably. Uh, because that's a whole that's a whole other approach. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. There's probably more than you expected, but um, I, I definitely have a heart for helping artists get the word out. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. We can tell. Thank you. So <laughs> keep them in your prayers and thoughts as they are trying to make a decision on how they want to release these next batch of songs. Okay, I will. All right, well, thanks uh, as always. I will have this up in the next couple of weeks and send it your guys' way. And uh, God bless okay. and have a Merry Christmas. Thank and you. also, just FYI, well. they are going to have their, their full music video for this song um, probably right before Christmas. That may be just in time because um, I'm doing this not this week, but next week. Uh, not this coming week, but the following week. So that's the same time I'll post it. Okay, so, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be in touch and let you know like when you can expect it to be done. All right, well, if you have it by like the 23rd, I it should be right lined up or 24. 22nd, even yeah. better? Yeah, okay. we should. That's kind All of right, the, the, the timeline we're looking at. It's like the 21st, 22nd. So. Awesome. Yeah, so send yeah. it my way, and I'll switch. Right now I've got it linked to the lyric video, but I'll switch it over to the full music video. Perfect. All right. Okay. That would be great. Because yeah, so we, we embed the video in the article now. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 that's really cool. Yeah, we do, we do full banner. Um, instead of just a headshot, we'll okay. actually have, we'll have both girls. And then the title uh, as like a full um, art across the top of the article. And then the bottom will have the embedded video. Awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. So that's kind of what we're doing. But, uh, yeah, awesome as always. Uh, and I love the song, guys. It's really, really amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You. All right. Well, All right. God bless. You too. Have a nice uh-huh. All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.